0: Oi, oi, and welcome to the Orient Outlook Podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and my close ally, my fellow self the unbearded wizard, Mr. Graham Levy.
1: Hello, and welcome to episode 45 of the Orient Outlook Podcast. Thanks for joining us this week, and as always, we start with an update on our Twitter account. Uh, we've now got 1,713 Twitter followers, and myself obviously being one of them. Uh, we know there are more Orient fans out there, uh, even casual Orient fans, so please spread the word. As always, include at Orient Outlook for a retweet. We're also on Instagram, uh, Oren underscore Outlook underscore podcast. And you can, of course, you can contact us by email, orientoutlook at Outlook.com.
0: Brilliant. Cheers, Graham. So episode 44, it came out two weeks ago. So Paul's been off in the States. Um, so there was no podcast last week, but we are back. Um, and episode 44 got us to a record number of 41. Wow. Wowza. In the iTunes Amateur Sports Podcast chart. And we got listens in USA, France, Egypt korea spain turkey switzerland australia norway mexico and china that's that is very impressive that's unbelievable so thank you all for listening um, no reviews for the last episode because it was two weeks ago and a lot of it isn't really relevant anymore we're going to skip that um and plus we've got two weeks worth of stuff to catch up on
1: so let's get cracking Yes, indeed. So Monday, seventh September. Birthday, 20, happy twentieth birthday, Sammy Moore. Uh, very impressed so far with him. a uh, great work rate, and and he can definitely now nah, I think pick a partner or two. Yeah, good player. Happy with him so far. He's been good in the uh, in the middle. Yeah, good signing those
0: league two. He's done very well for Hendon. So happy with that. Yep. On Tuesday, eighth September, it was Freddie Moncur's nineteenth birthday. He's made a good start this season. Freddie Moncur. I think it's a name we'll probably be hearing a bit more of in the upcoming months. I was Yeah, say. hope so. Absolutely. Good to see the youth coming through. Um, and also, it was announced that Kevin Nolan is training with the club as he was without the club since leaving West Ham in the summer. So Ian Hender went on to say, it is great to have such a great model professional in Kevin at the club and I'm more than happy for Kevin to come in and train with the squad. It is good for our players to be training with a vastly experienced and talented Premier League midfielder. Um, so at present, he's training with us. We haven't signed him and there's lots of rumours that he won't, well, he's going to go to a bigger club. But I don't know. I've got have got a feeling we may end up
1: getting Nolan. Um, I hate to disagree with you, Steve, <laughs> but I, I just can't see it. I think we'd all love it, but I can't see it. Not just the wages. But I don't think where, where would he fit in. Well, we don't fit in. But who's going to drop out? Yeah,
0: no idea. I, I mean, you good good statements, but I'm not sure. He's training with the club. He's local. You know, if we offer him a good deal, two or three years, maybe. You know, we never know we shall see I guess yes
1: time will tell
0: <laughs> time will tell so on the same day the Orient Reserves played a lunchtime match against Steve Egypt it was quite an experienced line up um, and a decent line up including Payne McEnough Palmer um, Joe, and Payne both started but we lost 5-1 with our consolation goal coming from that well known trialist oh yes uh, the famous trialist <laughs> that no one knows who he is <laughs> absolutely absolutely and also on that day uh, Alex Chizak's Australia beat Tajikistan 3 3-0 but annoyingly, Australia played their second choice keeper, Adam Federici, and Chizak didn't get any game time in both the matches he was selected for.
1: What a, what
0: a waste of time, but. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, leading on, on to the first day of September.
1: Yeah, well, Paul flies off into the sunset, lucky him, uh, as it gets announced that the away game at Hartley Paul has moved from Saturday, the 14th of November, to Sunday, the 15th, with a quarter past 12 kickoff to be shown on Sky Sports. Now, um, as good as this is, uh, you have, you got, I had to say, you've got to feel for the fans who already bought train tickets for Saturday. Sorry, guys and absolutely, girls. Absolutely,
0: um, absolutely.
1: Annoyingly, the first train from London doesn't even get to Hyderpool until 12.40, so I don't really understand how are fans are supposed to get there, apart from the supporters coach, and, and how early will that leave you know, for a 12.15 kick-off? It's um, going to be
0: like you've got to get up at 4 in the morning to get to Hyderpool, or something like that. It's a, it's a mission. Oh, yeah. It's an absolute mission, unless you're going to stay the night before, but it's annoying you know fans have already gone bought tickets for it and then what six weeks before the match they move it or Sky move it so no one's having a, a blame at the club but a bit annoying if you know if those fans who'd already bought the tickets on like a good cheap deal yeah oh sorry guys also on the Thursday the community work continues uh, from the Layton Orient Trust As Alan Dunn and Bradley Pritchard uh, have a Q and a with the new Leighton Orient Trust BTEC students so the great community work continuing by Howard and Neil you know exactly what we need to do, bring the kids in. Yeah, exactly. Cool, so Friday, 11th, September. So this is a big thing for us at the moment in the podcast. Uh, the Football Blog Awards, the voting went live. Um, so there's two ways you can vote, and we're trying to get as many votes as we can. So you can vote via Twitter just by tweeting the following. You just need to tweet, I'm vote- voting in the FBAs for in Outlook as the best football hashtag podcast. So if you do that, you can vote via Twitter, Or you can vote via the football blog awards website. So please, 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 please vote for us. We need every vote we can get as we're up against podcasts from all over the country, including Premier League clubs. And, you know, we're probably the smallest podcast who are trying to get somewhere with it in terms of support of being a League 2 club. So please, please, please vote for us. If you've already voted on Twitter, vote via the website. And if you've already voted the website, then create a Twitter account and vote on Twitter. Shameless plug. Over. And done So thanks for all your votes so
1: far. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, Saturday, 12 September, yep. uh, the under 18s lose three 0 to Luton. Yep. Um, and this brings on to the Cambridge away game, the big M11 derby. Big so, M11 derby. Yep. Sounds weird saying the M11 derby, know, but but it's but it's true. Um, yeah. So the team lineup. Uh, that was just second goal. The usual back four: Shaw, Baldry, Esmaclahesi. yeah, James just in front of them. Uh, Pritchard, Moore, and um, um, Payne, all in the middle, and uh, McCallum Simpson up front. Yep. Uh, the bench that day was Granger Maguire uh, Dunn Cox Turgot, Palmer and Kashkir. Uh three changes for Roy Chisak uh, and Shaw returned while Payne made his proper debut yep. uh, Cox didn't play in a slight knock uh, he didn't trade Thursday and Friday and Makarov wasn't even in the squad
0: yeah absolutely so match kicked off in the 19th minute um, we should have been a goal down really when their, uh player Colson he had a free header uh, but put it wide he should have really scored and we should have been 1-0 down but in the 29th minute um, we almost went one up when Emerson had a header, well saved by Dunn. And then in the 37th minute, Simpson played in Pritchard, but his shot just went wide. And then there was a lot of action just before half time, wasn't
1: there? Yeah, indeed. Yeah, uh, Pritchard closed down the clearance, and the block almost found its way into the net, but for Dunn tipping it just over. Uh, and also, Seymour so had a shot from close range, but got put behind for a corner. But Callum had a header for himself from a corner that was parried away, and Emerson's follow-up was blocked behind for a corner. And McCallum, again, direct to him, which went just right from the corner.
0: Yeah, so at time it was nil-nil, so with decent pressure um, going into half time. Best sweep we saw uh, of the first half was from at George Sessions, who tweeted, Jack Payne may be a new face, but he just turned to some of his teammates and called for them to raise it. I like that. That's a good example, Payne a new face, trying to get his teammates to do more. Oh, yeah, which well, is good. everyone likes that. Yeah, that's good. He's, he's impressed me so far. So the attendance was announced at 5,821. With an amazing 1,739 away fans. What a great attendance for an away day. Absolutely
1: on. That really is. I mean, you, you can't just knock that. It's just fantastic from every single fan. So I'll pay, guys.
0: Yeah, well done for you who made the trip. Um, and then the 52nd minute, not the start of the second half we wanted, Cambridge take the lead uh, through Jacob Bliff. The ball was played across the uh, penalty area and Bliff was left totally unmarked at the back post and had re really... really Kind of relatively easy finish beating Chisak from close range. In the 65th minute, uh, Blair got came on for Lloyd James and we changed the shape. Um, and in the 72nd minute, the equaliser followed as Baldy played a beautiful ball. Over the top, Simpson raced onto it and fires low pass done. And a good finish there from Simpson. Yeah, it was. Good yeah, goal. It was. It was a great finish from him. You could tell he's a striker playing with lots of confidence. Not That's thinking about what he's doing, just scoring goals, which is... What we'd like to see, all right? Yeah, we do. We'd love try to score, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, 77th minute, Palmer came off for McCallum. Um, and then we almost, almost snatched it in the fourth minute of injury time when Sammy Moore had a dipping effort, which was tipped over by a done. But the full-time whistle went. And we came away with a useful point, I would say. Way to Cambridge. Finished one all.
1: Yeah, game we could have lost. Uh, probably could have won. But, uh,
0: yeah, yep. yeah. So, after the match, Ian Hendon was very positive. He said... I thought we should have won that. I've just seen some of the shots we had on target in the first half. I don't think their goalkeeper is going to have a day like he had today for a very long time. The save from Connor Essam's header was fantastic, and he has had a good game. Also, he said on Jack Payne, who made his debut, he said Jack did very well. He just settled in. He's good on the, on the ball, and he busted the midfield for the first half. I thought all of our midfield players were fantastic. It was a good performance by him on his debut. So that job meant we were top of League 2, having played seven one five, drawn one, lost one with 16 points. And at that time, we were one point ahead of second place Portsmouth. So my thoughts on that, yeah, decent point away. We should have gone on half time leading. Uh, disappointing to concede right at the start of the second half. But if you don't take your chances, you don't win games. And it was a bad time to concede a goal. But good to equalise. Um, and a good another good goal for Jay and some decent feedback on the performances for me and Hendon. Mm. Your thoughts on that?
1: Um, yeah, um as a, as a great point for us. Um, again, another another time where we've changed the formation, um, dug out, dug in, got the result, uh, and yeah, I yeah, don't know if I can add to that really, uh, but yeah, well played.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, a useful stat that came through after the Cambridge match is that Joe Simpson has scored five goals in seven uh, this season, and that equals his tally of five goals from 28 last season, although many of those were sub, but... Shows you Jay Simpson's really hit the ground running and done really well. Uh, so, those were our thoughts. So, your thoughts. Uh, so, Matt Simpson wrote in his blog, uh, which is fantastic. So, Matt Simpson's blog is available via uh, Twitter at Matt Simpson or it's on the forum. He said, Worth mentioning how well the Frenchman and Connor SMR are complementing each other in central defence. is the football in- equivalent of an evening of Frogoire, f- f- I'm gonna say that, Chantenœuf du Pape, and a discourse on the merits of discards. SM is more 14 points of Foster's a curry and a visit to A&E <laughs> that's brilliant that's very good that's very good so do you want to start with this week's Graham uh,
1: yeah at Bennett LFC we were poor no creativity no pace or urgency about our attacks Still deserved his goal but we need to have more bite
0: yeah at Lock Robert 15 said <clears throat> so battling performance after disappointment of last week and still top of the league I think we need Joby to stay though at Andy P O said a point away is always good uh, we're still top Three of the next four at home, and we didn't lose on my birthday. Uh, mustn't grumble. Also, at David Rickard, 80, he said it's a brand new team. Uh, it will probably be November until we see the very best from this team. A decent point, so let's build on it. Uh, at Bazo, 73, he said it wasn't there, but it's starting with four central midfielders. However, the lineup isn't going to lead to many goals. Pritchard out wide again, so obviously, talking about Pritchard.
1: Uh, yeah, a Billy Henry A 3 superb first half, uh, absolutely bossed it, but didn't take a chances. poor first three missed for second half, lined up after the goal. Yep. Uh, Vince Howard, 73, far too direct for my liking, second half we struggled physically. Uh, at G- Gord Howard, Pritch by far our best player, the man is inspired, playing no fear, win at home, draw away and we're up, hashtag together.
0: Yeah, at length M4, so probably should have won, but all points are crucial at this stage of the season.
1: At David 12 Lloyd, a fair result for a game which we were far from perfect. Still better than last week though, we go again next week.
0: Yeah, at Stevie 64, so the battling performance, but our crossing and corners were shocking. Lacked creativity, but a point is
1: better than none. At Stratis Boy, worst team played so far. Ain't going to get knelt if we keep playing four defensive minor midfielders who do exactly the same. Yeah, good point actually. At mm. Janet, Janet
0: Biggs 48, so it didn't seem so eager today. No buzz about him. The uh, Cambridge keeper played good, unfortunately, but we should have been two up at half-time.
1: Uh, at Mike Brown Music, again, why have players on the bench if not going to use them? Lack like width and creativity, yet our key creator sits on bench. If Cox is not fit enough to play, should be on the bench, get joby in. We only made two subs with Cox and Cash Get Available. That's
0: a very good point. That's yeah. a great point, Mike. If Cox isn't fit enough to start, then what makes him fit enough to be on the bench? Um, at John Macca 1977, said, so Poor performance today. Thought we lacked cutting an edge and pace to our play... But a point is a point.
1: Yep, true. Uh, at what read, uh, should have won today. Cambridge were poor, but we had no width. Short and Moore didn't play well together.
0: Yep, so that was your tweets after the Cambridge match. So thank you very much for those. We had loads um, and great to receive and read out. Which leads us on to Sunday, the 13th of September. So Ian Hendon um, done the unusual thing for a manager. And he thanked all the fans who travelled to Cambridge. Which was really nice touch, actually. He said... To have over 1,700 fans make the journey was great. And even when we went behind, they stuck by us and they really made a difference once again. And I would like to thank you all. The support over the course of the season, both home and away, has been overwhelming. And every single one of our staff and players really appreciate it. With your backing, we hope we can build on our solid start to the season. Nice touch there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's uh, I, I like it, Manchester just Because even though it's an obvious thing for them to thank a hell of a lot of fans that go, but you hardly ever actually hear them do it, Absolutely. So I think everyone appreciates that. Absolutely. I never remember
0: Liverani saying thanks to the fans for travelling. No, well, he we probably didn't know. didn't know how to, did he? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: Fantastic. So, Monday, 14th September. Yeah,
1: the 14th of September, Hendon on the squad, and he said, uh, I thought we had a good bench at Cambridge. When I looked around and saw what was on my bench, I was quite happy with it. And as I've said before, if we need to delve into it, we can go down the loan route. I'm happy with performance at the moment and I don't see need to bring anybody in.
0: Fantastic, that was a great quote there from Hendon, so very happy. I thought that was a quite a strong bench as well, especially considering we're in League Two now, and sometimes the squad and the bench look stronger than what it did last season when we was League One. That's true. Absolutely. So also unfortunately the club announced that hero from the 61-62 season, Malcolm Graham passed away on Saturday, aged 81. So Malcolm joined Orient in June 1960 for a fee of 8000 pounds and they had a total of 34 goals and 84 League and Cup appearances scored seven goals in his first season but in his second season he formed a wonderful partnership with Dave Dunmore with the pair netting a combined total of 35 league goals and Malcolm scored 13 of those and will always be remembered for his double when the final day went over Berry, which secured promotion to the top flight for the first and only time in Orient's history so from the Orient Outlet podcast we say RIP Malcolm Grome a true Orient legend absolutely absolutely and there was a minute silence yesterday there was indeed yeah, yeah well observed nice. by everybody I think it's very good that the club remember their history and remember it well. And
1: Great touch. Yeah, absolutely. Great touch. Which brings on to Tuesday the 15th September. Uh, the O's kick off in the final third of Element League season with a one-winner of Luton, uh, with everyone's current favourite, Ollie Palmer, scoring <laughs> the goal. Yep. Uh, Tony Vincenzo from Talk Sport was at the match and he DM'd us on Twitter with his views and said, quite a young side, terrestrial rain, goal was a great 25-hour snapshot."
0: So brilliant. So another goal for, well, a goal for Oli Palmer. Um, yeah. You know, Man of the moment At the moment Uh, So Wednesday 16th September uh, Jack Payne was interviewed By George Sessions And he says We are just enjoying Playing well at the moment You see us on the ball We pass it around And when we do that I don't think people Can get near us sometimes We are enjoying winning And I think The feeling Is the best feeling So we just want to Keep that going All season If we can
1: in massive news, it's announced that West Ham have been ordered to reveal details uh, of the Olympic Stadium deal in full, and that Boris Johnson will not be changing the decision. That makes change. Um uh, <laughs> This is massive news. Uh, updates are constantly posted on the stand-up for the Orient Facebook group and on Twitter at Pandemonium1881. Yes,
0: that's fantastic news. So, obviously, what we've all been calling for is going to be made public. There was, obviously, uh, that BBC One programme about six weeks ago. That's and right. at really yeah, the hammer struck gold, which was really good, and Matt Roper from Pandemonium has been relentlessly all over this and so have you know loads of other people from other clubs and it's about time that was made public so great news it has been made public and you know when updates do come out via the Facebook group Stand Up For The Orient you can get them through there or you can get them through like Graham said at Pandemonium 1881 but it'll be interesting to see what kind of reading that makes because you know I think it's going to be a right eye opener for some people oh, absolutely so first day 17th of September Harry Lee's loan spot at Welling is extended to January the 9th so Although we can recall him, so we say to you, good luck, Harry, and hopefully get a few more
1: appearances, get your fitness up, and get a few goals and get some confidence. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've all we've all seen glimpses of Harry, but uh, I that we'll see him this season much. Uh, yeah, but you, know? you never know, you never know. True, absolutely, absolutely. George uh, Sessions interviews Conrassen, uh, and he said, uh, "We've had the support in the cups, but I think everyone knows that our priority is in the league and to be top after seven games." Everybody would have taken that at the beginning of the campaign, so we've had a good sort of start and we're ready to push on. Uh, I knew the gaffer from before at Gillingham and Hesse as well, as they knew a little about me. But I've worked hard in pre-season and I'm the fittest and the best shape I've ever been. Uh, On the pitch, it has been decent and I'm glad to be forming a little bit of partnership with Frenchy in the middle. Frenchy. Frenchy. Uh, we're still learning about each other as well. It doesn't just happen overnight. He's done learning about me and vice versa. So I believe we only get better and we're going in the right direction. That's
0: good. I think I've been pretty impressed with Conor Essam. You know, I was a bit... I thought it was a shame to lose Nathan Clark and Cuthbert. Um, but Conor Essam's done very well.
1: Oh, yeah. He's like... It, he looks like Michael Dawson in a, in a physical <laughs> sense, but he plays better than him. But I have to say... It's not but that's true. But I've been very, very impressed
0: with him. Yeah, I like him. I like him. And a good personality as well. And he voted for us in the FBAs. So, Connor, thank you, buddy. Keep up the good form and keep voting and pushing the good word of the Orient out. We love you. <laughs> and also, the first Leighton Orient Trust walking football session uh, was supported by Ambassador Peter Kitchen on Thursday. Um, it takes place at the Score Centre in Leighton for the next six weeks, every Thursday at 11am. So, if you're over 50, get yourself down there and you can play walking football with Peter Kitchen. You can assist Peter Kitchen if he plays. So I know he didn't play, but I think the plan is to get him playing when he's a bit fitter. Yeah. Or a bit, bit, bit well.
1: i will build there myself in 15 years. So Absolutely, yeah. mate, 15 yeah. years, I'm taking
0: you out into that,
1: <laughs> that pitch where we right on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Friday the 18th of September. Uh, the 2000, 2015 16 team photo is issued with one notable absence. No, it wasn't me. Uh, it was uh, Joby <laughs> Nakanoff. Um, this seems to suggest that Joby's surpassed requirements and is definitely on his way. Could there be bigger problems? Could it sound to the chairman? Possibly. Uh, Hedden said he's willing to learn him out, but but why would he do that?
0: So, Joby's one that's confusing everyone at the moment. We pretty much know where we are with every squad player, um, apart from Joby. So, Joby obviously had a mental summer. He kind of played in the Gold Cup and played for Jamaica quite a lot. And didn't really get a pre-season break, but, you know, that was about two months, well, a month and a bit ago. He's been back at the club for ages, and we still don't really know what's going on. He consistently doesn't get selected, for the squad Hendon seems not to want to talk about him when he gets asked a question by Dave Victor um, you know there's a deeper problem here I think there could be something potentially with Bichetti you know we had rumours in pre-season that Bichetti wasn't happy with the big earners at the club following last season's relegation and McEnough is certainly one of them and all the others have been shipped out apart from him uh, and Jay Simpson so maybe there's a bigger issue there with uh,
1: JB. yeah I'd, I'd have to agree I, I think um the issue with the high at the club, we all saw that Henderson went, OK, no, he wasn't playing that great, but the fact that all the other highlanders have gone. And also, yeah, it's really frustrating because anyone who has football knows that McEnough is a brilliant player. And I say what you like, yeah, there's been times last season when he could have put a bit more effort in. And probably what was going on at the club probably just probably hindered that. But I think that if we put him on the team right now, he would be absolutely brilliant. Brilliant down that left flank. Um, it's a shame he's just not playing.
0: Absolutely. Well, right, right flank, I think. So I think if you put him on the right, you'd have well. If we played 4-4-2, you'd have Cox on the left, Mackinough on the right, and any one of Payne, Pritchard, Moore, and James in the middle, which would be a very strong midfield. But as we know, Hendon likes the diamond and uh, probably isn't going to give that up for a little while yet. So we shall see. But yeah, the Joby uh, mystery remains. Yes. So we will see. But an interesting team of Everyone else who you'd expect to be there was there. Obviously, Neil Woods wasn't there because he is in Scotland. That's right. Um. But everyone else was there. Um, good looking bunch of boys. Lots of beards. Yes. We liked it. We liked it. You know, similar to our bearded legend, Mr Levy. <laughs> so Saturday, 19th September, which was yesterday, the under-18s drew 0-0 with Wimbledon in the morning and then followed by Wickham at home. So it was first, few fourth. Uh, and the team, we had Chizak and goal in the normal back four now. I think it's all agreed that this is the back four that we're going to see pretty much week in, week out, unless an injury happens. Yeah. Shaw, Essam, Bordi, Clehesi. And then midfield, Cox, James, Payne, and Moore. i got to say, that's a brilliant midfield for League Two. I really do think that's a brilliant midfield. Mm. Um, and up top, simpson Cannon. So, really strong team. Subs. Again, look at how strong the subs are. you got Granger, um, Dunn, Palmer, Turgett, Kaskett, Maguire, and Moncur. So, really strong. And that's not even including Pritchard, who wasn't selected due to a small groin injury. Nothing serious, Hendon said. Mm. But they didn't want to risk him, which I think makes sense as no point in risking him yesterday and him getting himself injured for even more games. Better to leave him out, let it, let him kind of get over it, and he'll be back next week hopefully because he's been on fire, Pritchard. I think it has been many people's
1: player of the season so far. Oh yeah, last season no one could stand him, but now everyone's like everyone loves him, uh, and it's true. I mean, he's just been out, he's on fire. He's been brilliant. Long may he continue, Mr. Bradley
0: Pritchard. So first half, so there weren't many chances to talk about early on. Wickham had decent early pressure without creating much. Uh, and then we came back into the game but looked a bit void of ideas, uh, although Simpson looked lively. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I agree with uh, that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, first off, nothing really much happened, really, to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, but a free-kick caused a uh, Chisak problems when his punch went behind him, but Essen was there to sort it out. Um, this seems to be a weakness for Chisak, and it has happened a few times Yeah,
0: this I'd say the only weakness from Chisak so far has been the crosses into the box, where sometimes he doesn't really get a firm hand on on them is what you'd expect him to do. I mean, he's a great keeper, don't get me wrong. Brilliant. Amazing we've got him in the league too. But mm. if there's one weakness we've seen so far, it's probably him his dealing with crosses. Um, and I think that was mentioned on an Orient player. Um, but then saying that, Chizak makes a great double save after a back pass. He done really well to kind of get there before the striker in the first, the first instance and then saved really well. And then in the 40th minute, it was probably coming, I'd say,
1: in the first half. It, yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd have to say that it, it was. Uh, I mean, it was a terrible, <laughs> terrible call to concede. Yeah, it really, really was. We didn't
0: really deal with the box, the ball into the box, well, did we? And kind of their man had it. Um, and apparently it was Matt Bloomfield who scored from close range. But a few people said it was an own goal from Baudry. So we sit right down the other end. So couldn't tell it was an own goal. And the TV really didn't show it that well in terms of seeing who got the final touch. But a poor goal to concede. And we went in 1-0. Down half time. That was the first goal we conceded at home this season. Yeah, yeah. After three and a half matches, so one down at half time. Attendance was announced at five thousand nine hundred and forty
1: six with eight hundred
0: and thirty five away fans. That's not a bad effort, to be fair, from Wickham
1: No, it's not. But again, it's not exactly one of the biggest trips for them, is yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Still so fair right. play though.
0: Yeah. So there was one change from the O's at half time. Ollie Palmer came on for Lloyd James, and we switched to a flat four four two. So we had Cox on the left, um, Simpson on the right, More and Payne in the middle with McCallum and Palmer up front. So it seems to be a constant that we're heading. So if he does if the diamond's not working, switch it to a flat 442. Yeah, exactly. And then um and then Turgut came on from McCallum. Yeah, and then uh, at that point Turgut, sorry, Turgut went and played on the right, pushing Simpson forward, so it was Lynn Simpson Palmer up front with Turgut uh on the right. Yep, yeah, absolutely. And then Chizak made a good save from Pierre on the hour mark. And then in the 66th minute, um Great persistence from Molly Palmer. I thought he'd done really well. He really battled for their, with their defender to kind of get the ball um, to Turgot. I'd say he made a proper nuisance of himself. Turgot got the ball, played in a beautifully weighted ball onto the path of Simpson. Like a brilliant pass. I really like Turgot. Really good pass. And Simpson took it really well. You could tell he's a striker with confidence, took it first time. Brilliant finish. Really happy with that. Uh, which got us in at 1 0.
1: Yeah, and then um, about 70th minute, Cox played in Simpson, who's one on one with Ingram, but gets a slight of touches to divert the ball behind. That that should have been two ones, but good,
0: good save though, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you no, know, very it's a good keeper. save. Yeah, yeah. Simpson wasn't lucky not to score there, but Simpson's getting himself into those positions, and more often than not, at the moment he's scoring. So, gotta be happy at the moment. Should we talk about the pitch invader?
1: <laughs> I <laughs> think eerie, we should.
0: An eerie silence. An eerie silence. <laughs> so, just as we were starting to get the upper hand, there was a. A pitch invader of sorts who kind of had to run around Brisbane Road for like a couple of hours, you know, <laughs> without being challenged by anyone.
1: Yeah, I, I I think I think we were talking before, I think I don't know what is more strange. I think the fact that he'd done it, uh, or the fact that it happens at Brisbane Road, or the fact that no one was doing anything about yeah. it what seemed like forever. It just it was just really bizarre.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It did it didn't make me chuckle. It's not on, it's not legal, it's not right kids, so don't do it. No. But it's always funny if if that does happen. Um, slightly, and you know he got to come up, and he got taken out in the end. You know, nice sliding tackle, and then get scored out of the ground. So God knows what happened, what will happen to him now. Um, also, we were lucky not to see the penalty. Uh, I thought when Palmer brought down Bloomfield.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. for it, and
0: I think Palmer after the match kind of did say he took the guy down. Um, so we were lucky there. Um, so there so were six minutes of injury time played, uh, but the match ended one apiece,
1: and we draw again. We do indeed. And uh, after the game, Ian and said, uh, we can play many systems. We are not one, one plan team. Uh, we've got a few things up our sleeve if we need to use them. Uh, we are aware of the fact that sides are matching us up and trying to stop us play because we're quite good at it. I uh, did yeah. yeah. which is fair enough. Um, today, we went with down information until half time and then a little change. So it is all right for us and, and it's no problem for us really. Yep. Um, people are changing the way they adapt to us and our qualities. So we have to change things at times and who knows what we'll do next week.
0: I think because we started so well, um, I think teams aren't gonna play their strong their to their strengths against us, they're just gonna come to Brisbane Road and they're gonna play defensively and say, right, you're gonna have to break us down. And when you play the diamond formation, it's quite hard to do that. You've got to be very patient to do that. Um so it'll be interesting to see kinda of how we what formation we play at home games with going forward because we're one of the biggest teams in that division now. We've started really well and teams will come to Brisbane Road and they'll just defend and sit behind the ball. And it's up to us as the home team and as the better team with the better squad to break them down. So it'd be interesting that. And that's why I think the diamond probably suits us playing away better than what it does at home.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. I know everyone's, uh, everyone's clambering for it to change the 4-4-2. But uh, I, I have to say that maybe sticking with the diamond, controversial moment here, but sticking with the, with the diamond is actually it's still pretty effective because we've still not already lost one game. Yep. And... As we were talking about before, maybe going 4-4-2, you know, how are we going to... What, what will we change it if we're losing in 4-4-2? How can, we, how can we change it if we go going the offensive more? We're susceptible to attack. So we can kind of see why he does the diamond Absolutely. formation.
0: He obviously likes the diamond formation. Um, and I think he'll definitely start with the diamond formation away at Northampton. Would be my presumption. But we'll see. you know, um, I also had to say about Oli Palmer ollie has been knocking on the door since day one and he played him in a week for the reserves and scored and he's putting pressure on our forwards Jay's the man at the moment but Oli's putting big pressure on McCallum and that's what we want Paul might not like it but that is life and we have to get on with it. I think Oli's in with a great shout starting next Saturday. I think McCallum's start really well, had a brilliant run in pre-season started the season on fire but it's kind of not really kind of the last two or three games been on it as yeah. much as uh, Ollie Palmer has and I think, I think this a be call cool for Hendon to make on Saturday.
1: Yeah, and I think it's also that I don't think actually McCallum's done anything wrong I just think it's a case of every time Palmer's come on he's been so impressive in the short time that he's had it's like, well, you've got to start him
0: Absolutely, and Palmer's a different kind of a forward to uh, McCallum as well they're both very different Palmer Palmer is a lot I don't want to say more workman-like but he kind of gives defenders a bit of a harder time off the ball Mm. than McCallum does and he kind of gives you a bit of a different option so, you know, it's an interesting one for Hendon I'm sure Hendon probably knows what he wants to do already um, but yeah it, it's a good problem to have you know, a substitute striker coming on and doing that well where as you think you've got to start him in the next match so our thoughts on that not a bad result or two off they're pretty poor first half Wickham are pretty decent uh, they just missed out on the playoffs last year so a draw isn't too bad um, also something that I noted we're lucky that other teams don't seem to be winning so everyone else around that seems to be drawing as well Portsmouth drew yesterday um, Plymouth didn't win so we're yeah. lucky that we're still top because there's no no teams are really taking advantages of us not winning. So I think Hendon, as I said, was it with the diamond formation. And for me, I think he'll do that because it gives you options throughout the match. So, so for example, if you go behind when you play the diamond, you can then go more attacking with a four four two, which is what Hendon has been doing. But then if you take the lead with the diamond, you can really shut up shop and make it really hard for the other team to get back into it. Um... So it would be interesting, I think, Saturday to see what he goes with. But I think Palmer and Turgot have definitely done their uh, chances of starting on Saturday, no harm at all. Mm. And I think McCallum and Lloyd James might be looking over their shoulders this, this week in training. I think I think they get I think they need a big week in training because you presume that those two will make way for Turgot and Palmer to come in. Oh yeah, it has to be. And also Baldry after the match, came in for a bit of criticism in terms of being the captain, in terms of his own defensive performance. Do you think that's fair so far this season, would you say? Or are you happy with Bordry so far this season?
1: Um, I overall I'm happy with him. Uh, people might disagree with me, and that's fine. But um, I think any Christmas he's had, is, I think, is a little bit unfair. I mean, the, every player has moments where they might misplace a pass or a weak back pass header or something like that. Well, uh, I think overall, overall, you've got to say he's done really well. Yeah, I mean, he's
0: captain in side who are top of league, league 2. He's a good defender, he's very good on the ball. He seems to compliment SM. And vice versa, so they've got to make us a good partnership. Um, so we'll see, we'll see. Yeah. You know? um, so in our score predicted league that we do on Twitter every Saturday morning, nobody predicted one all. So we had about forty tweets. I would say all with different score lines. A few people predicted the draw, but nobody got one all. So you need the correct score. So at George Girkx, at Peter LFC, at, at Simon Bernstein, and at Tommy Teeley from the main top of our prediction league. All tied on six points, so it's pretty easy to join. All you do is tweet us what you think the result will be on the morning of the match. Um, and that's it, and if you win, you get three points. Easy. Lovely job, Lee. Simples. Simples. So those were our thoughts on the match. So your thoughts. So Matt Bristow wrote in his blog. So Matt does a, Matt Bristow does a blog, as well as Matt Simpson. So the two Matt's who do some great, great iron blogs. Definitely worth a read on a Sunday morning after a match. Really interesting. So Matt Bristow wrote... Oli Palmer is certainly looking, knocking on the door for a starting berth ahead of Paul McCallum, who seemed to go off the ball after a fine start to the season. The former Mansfield striker gave Orient a presence in an attack and added energy, which was pivotal to the equaliser. Bradley Pritchard's energy was missed in midfield, but Jack Payne looks like a decent addition. But it's not certain where the former Peterborough captain's best posi- position may be. I think that's a great point. Yeah. that's a great point. I think, I think he's hitting an owl on the head there about Oli Palmer, about Pritchard being missed. But maybe Payne not probably knowing where his best position is within the diamond. Maybe he's best suited to a flat four four two. Time will tell. I think. Yeah, I know nothing about Jack Payne in terms of from his Peterborough days or his jenningham days. So I couldn't tell you where his strengths are.
1: Yeah, me too. Actually, absolutely. Uh, Matt Simpson, again from his blog, he said, a game in which uh, Wickham were so willing to wrestle or players to the ground, yet faint injured and mildest retaliation. It would no surprise the entire squad was issued with spandex leotards and set up for WWE Smackdown.
0: I like that. So that's from Matt Simpson's blog. That's fantastic. So thanks to the two Mats for those blogs and letting them use them. So again, if you had, don't read them on Sunday mornings or mornings after matches, read them because they're fantastic. Yeah. They so what we received on Twitter after the match uh, were these, at LFC said, Palmer has earned his place. Superb strength, determination, attitude and desire.
1: Uh, Stephen J. Clark, got to start the next game with 11 players to finish. Much better 4-4-2. Palmer a nuisance.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of people who agree with you there, Stephen. Uh, Richie J. Bourne is one who also says, Odie Palmer has got to start. Hashtag game changer.
1: Uh, Cockney, Pirates 72. Palmer needs to start. Looks better playing 4-4-2. Yeah, Angel Davis, 2-4-1-2. said, defending
0: was a bit poor and the formations do need to be changed. Obviously not working for us right now. We are becoming too predictable. That's another good point, I think. you know, Every match, it's the diamond, and then you, you can see what's going to
1: happen. If it remains 0-0, or we go behind, you know what, what change is coming. Exactly, it's a good point. Yep. Uh, at Rob, underscore Nez, underscore after first half, couldn't be happy with the draw. Taking Sylvester to knowing Hendo can get the team playing better in the second half.
0: Yeah, I've been impressed with that with Hendo, and he seems to, if we have a flat first half, he seems to know what to say to the players to get a better second half performance. Sign up, a good manager, and someone who understands the game. Uh, at the Menace, 1881, kept it short and kept it sweet. And he just said, no more diamonds.
1: Well, obviously he doesn't like jewellery in <laughs> does he? Um, uh, at Tom, underscore Swift, underscore X, uh, Palmer changed the game. Not the best technically, but he is a handful. Absolutely,
0: he's definitely a handful. At Peter, LFC, he said 4-4-2, two wingers, all game. Another one that was short and sweet. Thanks for your tweet there, Peter. Yep.
1: Yeah. Uh, at Chris Kane, underscore 1992, a solid point, all things considered. We can play the ref well, and he did well to stay strong in fairness. Yep. Yeah. At yeah, you agree with that yeah I agree with that they did play the ref well uh, yeah. he, he made a bit muggle a lot of the times but but yeah fair play yeah that's a good point absolutely at gforce underscore shift said
0: so an immediate impact from Palmer and Turgett off the bench so please start them next week Ian question mark
1: <laughs> well, well, well we'll ask him um, yeah. at Elliot and Burn, uh, I can't justify not starting Palmer but I remain convinced he's a better impact player
0: yeah good point there's always those players who come off the bench and do really well you think you've got to start them the next game and then yeah. they start and they don't play so well. Exactly. I.e. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, at Len M4. So, you can't think games are won before they start. Must treat all teams with respect, and then we'll be back on a winning streak. Good point, though, Len, So, maybe we got a bit too cocky and confident.
1: Yeah, after, maybe so. After five out of five. Uh, at Pank P007, a on to performance. More worryingly it looked like a lot like the Ori of last season. Dino off the pace. Yeah, good point.
0: Now, maybe Dino's slightly still suffering from his injury. Maybe it's because he's not playing in his proper position, but yeah, a bit bit quiet there. Yeah. Uh, Bradley Ackers ninety five. So don't know why we were trying to play the long ball first half, but when we played it on the floor, we were much better and we could have won today. Good point there, Bradley.
1: Yeah, good point. Uh, David uh, David G Boone. Uh, the plus from today was that we have a manager that would change the shape, that the other clubs now know not uh, now know our start shape.
0: Yeah, yeah, good point there. And at David about fifteen, so Wickham played up to their form. On it were below par, but we still got a point. Don't panic. And I think that's probably a good tweet to end it on. Don't Absolutely, pa- yeah. Don't panic. We so, won't. Yep, yeah, so we don't need to panic for the time being because we still sit top of League Two. Played 8 1 5, drawn 2, lost 1, with a goal difference of 6, 17 points, top of the league, 1 point ahead of Portsmouth and Plymouth, who are in second and third respectively. So, positives from the last two weeks? You want to do the positives? Yeah,
1: why not? Uh, yeah, uh, still top of the league.
0: Really. Absolutely. yeah, can't be that.
1: I'm being at home?
0: Yep, absolutely.
1: Uh two matches where we have come back from losing position to get a draw and that shows good spirit and a fine desire from the team.
0: Yeah, I like it. You know, when when we went down last season or went behind last season in matches, you just saw there was no there was no one carrying the team or lifting them up or whatever. So it's good to see that. So negatives first for me is Macenuff. Either keep him and play him or get rid of him. Yeah, don't don't need him there if he's not going to do anything and obviously he's caning the wage bill um, second negative is we have to start turning these draws into wins so just imagine if we had taken a point against Exeter and we'd beat Cambridge and we'd beat Wickham we'd be clear by about five or six points yeah something like that something like that Yep. and lastly the diamond formation doesn't really work to our strengths of our players so obviously Dino I was saying this to you before Dino is a fantastic left midfield player probably the, what, the best in League 2 by a mile, if not the best in League 1, and we're playing them slightly out of position. You know, we've got some great players in Turgot who are made for that right wing position. Um, and we only seem to be playing to our strengths in that formation when we need to, or when we go behind. So, we'll see. We'll see. So, Hero of the Week, we had lots of suggestions, and because we missed last week, we're going to have two. Bit of a cop-out, but we're going to have two. Yeah. So, a few of your suggestions. At Stephen33386058, thought it should be Connor Asim.
1: Mm, interesting. At uh, John Macken, 1977, or oh, at Connor Essam and Simpson for me. Essam, rock solid as ever, Simo just pure quality. Yeah,
0: at uh, Oliver Buck, 97, said it's got to be Simpson. Two equalisers uh, in two weeks. We'd have slipped right down the table without him. Yeah, good point. Very
1: true. Uh, at West Stando, Oli Palmer for me.
0: Yeah, and at Harlow Orient, said Oli Palmer. He totally changed the game, second half.
1: Yep. Yeah. Uh, Stephen J. Clarke, the steward, who two footed the idiot that ran <laughs> on
0: the pitch. <laughs> so uh, heroes of the fortnight are. First one is Jay Simpson. Yep. For two equalisers in two weeks. He's obviously got more goals than what he got last season, which is fantastic. And seems like a player
1: on really good form, high in confidence. And you know he's going to score when he gets the chance. Yep. And secondly, uh, it's going to be Oli Palmer. Uh yeah. Just for all his hard work, his effort, not just for yesterday, but every time we've seen him, his goal against Stevenage, uh, uh, everything else, and the fact that we really wanted to start. Absolutely, and you know it will be interesting to see uh, see what happens
0: next week um, in terms of that. So uh, that's about it then from this week. So next week we have just the one fixture. We are away to Northampton on Saturday. They are eighth in the league, so it's going to be a pretty tough away game. They've got thirteen points from their eight games so far, mm. and they absolutely trounced Morecambe yesterday. Yeah, four two, and they're, they're pretty. They're
1: the team in pretty good form yeah well so that's it another week another week passes another match drawn and we're still top of the league after a hard-fought match against Wickham. the Joe McIntyre history remains and maybe there'll be more information next week
0: yeah absolutely absolutely so thanks for joining us for episode 45 as always we look forward to hearing from you Um, and you can do that via the normal you can do that via Twitter via voice memos if you choose to do that or via emails and we'll be back next week with episode 46 with Mr. Paul Levy myself Stan Chum the bearded legend, the one and only, who returns to the UK after his international break. So that's it. So thank you for joining me, Graham. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, Steve. Thanks everyone for listening. Absolutely. So have a good week. And until next time, keep calm and listen to the Orient Outlet podcast. Up the O's.